the business savvy singer. Hey there, and welcome to the business savvy singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, Brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. Today, I'm very excited to have a special guy with me. His name is Joe Stam, and I'm just so excited, and he has a band, and there is a particular thing that they call this band, or this type of music, and it's called Black Dirt Country Rock Band, rooted in the American Midwest. How fabulous is this? Hi, Joe, how are you? Good, how are you, Greta? I'm good, I'm good. It's so good to hear you and see you. Yeah. Again, it's been we're a doing years since Yes, I, it since has that's absolutely right. It's been a couple of years. Um we were actually on a panel together uh for a an arts conference, which was very cool. And uh you had such interesting things to say about your work and your band and your profession and your journey. And I thought, you know, what a great thing to have you on the Business Savvy Singer podcast and learn a little bit more. So well, happy to be here. Well, thank you. Thank you. So tell us how you got started singing. Were you a little kid or did you start later in life or what happened? No, I actually, often I've told the story. I remember when I was a little boy, I was down in my, I had a room in the basement and I was downstairs singing um, to uh, one of the songs from the Aladdin cartoon movie. Oh. Uh, quite boisterously. <laughs> and I remember one of my sisters <laughs> opening the opening the door to my room and making fun of me. And and that just kind of characterizes what my general attitude towards music growing up was. It was kind of I was a I played sports and was was much more a a jock and yeah. music just wasn't something you did, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I had in college um after i was done playing football and everything my last semester i had to take an arts course to graduate and so i took oh. introduction to guitar oh cool and i started writing songs right away and you know i had always i had always liked singing you know in the car and stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah but it was never <laughs> it was never something you know i was gonna do i mean if you'd have told me when i was 18 that i was gonna um sing and, and, and play music and write songs for a living, I would, I mean, it was just, there's, I just, I wouldn't have possibly thought that was a realm that I would ever get into. So it just kind of, and then it just kind of, uh, kind of just built it for, from there. We just wow. kept doing it more and more. And 
started playing in little bars long before I ever should have been singing and performing in public, you know. <laughs> Certainly in bars, <laughs> but, huh? But, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah but ignorance, ignorance is bliss, you know, as far as, you know, you're getting going, you don't know how good you should be and, yeah. and, and what it's going to take and all that stuff. So I just, I just kept doing it. I've been doing it now for uh, 12, 13 years, I guess. Wow, that's great. So you didn't play guitar or anything before you took this arts class? No, so I was probably 20, 23, wow. I think, when I, when I started. Wow, so that, that is very yeah. encouraging. You know, sometimes people feel that you have to have yeah. been doing this all your life. You know, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You know, I have, I have a buddy who, who I grew up with, and again, he had nothing to do with, with sports, whatsoever, or nothing to do with music his whole life, really. And then he just started doing it a couple of years ago, and, you know, he's my age. So, wow. and I, you know, and nothing but encouragement for people that, that want to try to, if, if they're in a responsible situation, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't, do it, I didn't do it full time until four years ago. So wow. it, was a, it was a side hustle thing for, for many years. And then um, four years ago, this September is when I quit my job and decided to make it go. But by then, I had built up enough of, um, you know, for one, I had built up some savings from my from the very good job that I quit. <laughs> you know, and, and we had yeah. built up a little bit of, of something um, in terms of a fan base and and um, in terms of an operation that that I felt like it was kind of now or never at that particular point. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, it took a lot of courage to do that, but I'm sure that you're very glad that you did it. You know, sometimes you have to take that leap of faith. You know, absolutely. It was. Uh, it was. It was a difficult decision. Like I said, the job I left was a very good job, and it had a lot of security. Yeah. And uh, but it was a situation where, from a business perspective and a personal development perspective, mm -hmm. uh, I was running this this part this this particular company within a larger company, and the the next person above me was was the owner. You know. So wow. It was a, it was a situation where there, it was you know, it could have been a nice cushy job that I could have worked for 30 more years and retired yeah. very comfortably but um you know yeah. there was there was kind of just that drive to do something else and do something yeah. more for myself and my own business yeah um, as well as just you know hey you're getting you know um, see i was i would have been 34 at the time so mm -hmm. it was it was just kind of one of those things where i felt like if i was going to do it i needed it i needed to do yeah. it so it was ner it was nerve-wracking um but and I said I'd give myself I think one or two I think two years so mm -hmm. I said I'd give myself and you know I just never looked back. There's there's been very few days if any where I was like man I, maybe I shouldn't have quit. You know that is great and you you will have no regrets with regard to that. You know you you got out <laughs> there think... and you did it. You followed your dreams. I think it's fantastic. But it was a very calculated kind of risk. It wasn't just jumping out there. I mean you you knew that you had a following. And right. that you wanted to do this and you, you know, weighed everything. And that's, you know, that's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah, it, it certainly wasn't, you know, the stereotypical story of, of you know, I'm going to move to Nashville right. and I'm going <laughs> right. to see if I can make, you know, it's, right. it's never been, it's never been my, my, my thing. Uh, it was, I was fortunate to be able to work in sales and marketing for, oh, you know, seven or eight years. Yeah. Uh, actually longer than that would have been. 
yeah, about, about 10 years yeah. uh, before I, and I was, you know, incorporating some of the skills I learned in that before I quit my job, you know, mm-hmm. as, as music, like, like I said, my side hustle. Mm-hmm. But then that's a, that was like, that was a training ground, you yeah. know, really for trying to run a business. Because in the end, as you know, um, being a musician, an independent musician is, is certainly running a business and there's it certainly different, is. There, there's merchandising and there's and there's performing yeah. um and then there's accounting and, and selling selling and, and looking that, yeah all, all those that. things you're right you're right yeah. that's great you came from a great background to approach music so that that's that's absolutely wonderful so what were your days like before the pandemic um yeah. how did you manage your time what what would be a typical day for you uh, it really depends on the day of the week. You know, Mondays are kind of the day that I try to do my best to take off. You know, I might work an hour or two on the mm-hmm. computer if, I, if there's something needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mondays are kind of my day off. Tuesdays, um, when, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are kind of like my in-office days. Okay. Uh, and so what, is that con- what does that look like? What are you doing? Calling clients or booking shows or... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really will um, starts off by just checking my email and looking mm-hmm. at what's built up over the weekend, you know, and <laughs> yeah. what needs to be addressed, yeah. you know, uh, and then kind of, and then that, that will kind of start my day, and I write a, 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 a list down, I have a notebook, and I turn the page every week and start a new list of to-dos, and, you know, that can be, um, it, it can be working on a, a, a Facebook page ad you know mm-hmm. um it could be working on the website if there's a certain part of the website that needs developed or updated mm-hmm. um it can certainly be working you know course like i said corresponding with with uh, my booking manager mm-hmm. um and seeing if there's anything he, he basically everything runs through me you know mm-hmm. i kind of yeah. approve most of my shows yep um unless it's repeat venues um so a lot of a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. and um, I work very closely with my graphic designer, who happens to be my girlfriend. Oh, well, that's <laughs> um, convenient. So, yeah, I tell everybody who's an independent musician, uh, the best thing you can do is is uh, find a, a spouse or a partner who is a graphic designer. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but that's quite great. A bit. So she works, our desks are actually one big, long, connected desk in the office where I'm talking to you from right now. And, um, you know, so we'll be going back and forth on different stuff that she's putting together, whether that's new merch designs or, or promo stuff or, or whatever. So, that's um, and, and then just, you know, paying the band, you know, making sure the band's getting paid from the yeah. weekend before, yeah. um, you know, uh, keeping track of uh, going through receipts from the weekend before, mm-hmm. um, keeping track of all that and spreadsheets for tax yeah. purposes and, yeah. and, you know, balancing the books and, and yeah. that's kind of, typically what my Tuesdays, Wednesdays, or Thursdays will look like. Just mm-hmm. all that kind of creative stuff if we want to shoot a video for social media. Yeah. Uh, certainly social media posts, um, yeah. setting stuff that, like that. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I tell people that, you know, the time that I'm actually on stage performing, I feel like, boy, this is just fantastic because all the other stuff is just the busy business work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it absolutely is that. And there's yeah. that kind of romantic idea of a singer-songwriter, you know, um, you know, waking up with a with a with a bottle of whiskey and last night's <laughs> cigarette on your breath, and, and you know, tormenting yourself through the day trying to write songs and and yeah. stumbling into the venue that night, and 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 it just that's just a fantasy world. You yeah. know, I think there's people that probably do that. They're either already famous and making a lot of money, yeah, or they're or they're going nowhere. That's right. <laughs> you know, fast. You're right. You're right. That's really. The whole world. <laughs> 
forth. So it's, how it's, how many how many people are in your band? How large is your band? Uh, we're four piece, so four piece. Uh, including mm-hmm. myself. So mm-hmm. um, I oh, wow. play acoustic guitar and sing. Okay. Uh, a guy named Dave Glover plays electric guitar and back, does background harmonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Moser he does uh, he plays bass mm-hmm. and background harmonies, and then we have a guy named Tim Fires that plays drums for us. So, wonderful, wonderful. Um, and how did you put this band together? Are these people that you knew, or are they people that you auditioned? I mean, how did how did you come by? this particular group of individuals? Well, the band has been, I've had a band for what would be, I think, seven years now. Mm -hmm. And none of the the guys other than me are original members. But it's like, you know, one guy leaves and then another guy in the band knows this guy, you know, to replace him. Yeah. And just kind of been a a domino kind of thing like that. I think the... um, Bruce and Dave have been in the band for four years now. Okay. Um, so they came on board pretty much right when I had quit my job. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And because at that point, I needed to get serious about, yeah. hey, you know, I need guys that, yeah. hey, we got a call to open a show this Thursday night That's and it's right. two or three days away. Can we go? Yeah. You know, like I need guys that could do that. We commit. And that yeah. kind of weeded out a couple guys right from the start. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then last year, the guy who'd been in my band for the longest, John Byler Dan, he actually was our bass player. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he it was time he decided to walk away. He had five kids and yeah. been in the band for six years, and he was just ready yeah. to go. And so, um, our our drummer at the time, Bruce, uh, agreed to move to bass because we didn't couldn't we couldn't find any bass players, oh. but we knew somebody who was played drums that would fit real well. Unfortunately, Bruce was. Not only talented enough to do that, but he had the personality to be able to handle that. Yes, you know? yes. Um, so, so, yeah, it's just been kind of like add a guy, take a guy away, yeah. add a guy, take a guy away for, for over the course of seven years. And, That's fantastic. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, people who are band leaders, as you are, um, sometimes have an obligation or they feel an obligation to their friends who may not have the commitment to be able to travel or be, you know, so that, that kind of causes um, a little bit of extra angst i think you know and through all of that (laughs) all of that i've had to make really difficult decisions i've had to let people go who were my friends that just weren't yeah um performing well and it wasn't even necessarily performing well but not willing to put the work in to get better yes and do things that we needed to do you know and um that that's been there it's it's running a business it's a tough it's full of tough decisions you know yes so, you're right you're right that's very true yeah yeah so tell me how your life has been during the pandemic how have yeah. you adjusted has it changed a lot or what's been going on it certainly changed a lot in march you know as it did for everybody i mean there were three months where we weren't playing at all of yeah. course um we weren't um we weren't practicing at all yeah. and and the thing about it hit the the day after uh, we got the shutdown notice, the shelter in place mm-hmm. order, um, was the day I got all my mixes back from the album we've been working oh, on, geez. and of course the bill for those mixes, yeah. yeah. you know? <laughs> which isn't which isn't cheap. No, um, so it, we were kind of in this place, this limbo, you know, I mean, yeah. what do you, what do you do? Cause I had planned on all the money we were going to make this summer on yeah. our shows, which is our busy season. We play a lot of outdoor events, yeah. um, you know, where with 
where the where the venues have bigger budgets and it's just where we make most of our money is between may and october yeah. for the year um so we planned on using that money to get this record out and so we were kind of stuck you know i did wow. some it took me a little while you know it's like right when the pandemic hit everybody who had ever picked up a guitar in their entire life was doing live streams yeah you know yeah. And I just felt like, I don't, I don't want to be that guy, yeah. you know, yeah. who throws up a tip jar link right. And, right. and begs for money on a live stream. Yeah. Um, however, we started getting so many requests for them from our fans ah. that um, we started doing a couple. And, you know, we did a couple and made a, and tons of tips and Wonderful. a bunch of money. And then the next one was about half that. And the next one was about half that. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I did a, a handful of them before I, I felt like it was getting to be a tired. Yeah. Tired con, yeah. Know. People, yeah. People get fatigued with that and yeah, then everybody absolutely. starts doing it. And, you know, so yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely been a, a difficult time for performers and, you know, it's been yeah. really, um, really a struggle you know i over the summer i really pretty much did nothing i had a couple of um conventions that i was contacted to do and uh, i did them via zoom one of them um was a pre-recorded and the other they said we just want to see you live doing it so there i was in my living room singing (laughs) for this thing it was just really really bizarre but you know it it worked out and um you know, but people have really, people have really struggled, you know, with this. And it's just yeah. such a, you know, how do you pivot? How do you, how do you make it work? So once, once you got past that stage, then you were able to do some outdoor things once the weather got warmer. Well, there's one more step in there that was probably the most critical. I mean, from the, from day one, um, our following bought a ton of merch wow. uh, from really from as soon as it started to support us. That's so there were the great. tips coming in for live streams, a bunch of merch. But the question for me was, all right, I don't want, I wanted to make sure that I came out of this pandemic still running, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. not losing momentum is still going. And for me, a critical piece for that was to release the record uh, uh, that we, that we had planned to release. Yes. So, so in May I launched a, me and Elise, my girlfriend, Gret slash graphic designer um, <laughs> put together a, um, a web page on our website that was basically, I called it a crowdfund campaign. Okay. okay. What it really was, was a pre-order campaign. Okay. Um, so, so basically we put this whole web page together with different goals, mm-hmm. um, a bunch of different merch packages mm-hmm. that pre-order the record and, or you could get, you know, you could get the vinyl, you could get the CD, you could get the t-shirt, vinyl and CD bundles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We did creative stuff. Like, uh, we did, a, we did a handful of private shows. Um, I did, uh, a couple, like I'll write a song for you. You tell me your story. I'll write the song. Wow. That's we great. Sold, we sold two of those. Um, you know, I would shoot a video for you on my phone. So we did all kinds of mm-hmm. like, creative ways to get people to pre-order the record yes. you know, in a bunch of different forms. And our goal for that, and we did it, we didn't do it like on Kickstarter or or, or any of the platforms online because I felt like I was going to give them 5% right off the top yeah. of everything we made. Yeah. And I knew we could build it ourselves on our webpage. Yeah, because you had the following. Um, you had the following. Y- yeah, and the and the new and the emails and the, you know, email, the email, yep. as, as you know, emails so gathering emails for the years are is is so critical. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we launched that. Our, our original goal was fifteen thousand dollars, and we had that in about nine hours. Wow! And a few weeks <laughs> later, by the time it ended, we had generated forty-two thousand dollars. Wow! Congratulations to you. That's fantastic. <laughs> 
it was wow. it was unreal. I mean, when I mean, you talk about validation, you know, coming That's from wonderful. your wonderful. Yeah, you know, um, and you're such a nice guy. You know, people like you. No, no kidding. You are. You just have a very nice aura, and that that really, you know, that's a wonderful thing. People really respond to that. I think one of the critical things is about trying to develop a following as an independent musician um, is just being down to earth with people and making friends with them. Yeah. You know, and being and being accessible. Being accessible. If, if you're not accessible, then then you're it's real i think it's really hard to generate a following unless yeah. you're just a savant yeah which yeah. i'm not you know <laughs> you know you have to have to be like truly world-class amazing and in that case you're not going to be independent for long yeah um, yeah you know so it's it's just a matter of doing the doing the daily work and getting to know people and enjoying that process um, that so the, the crowdfund like pre-order campaign that was critical because it it, we ended up releasing that rap. We wrapped that up at the end of May, and then we released the record on time, um, September wow. 25th. Wow. And it just it that money all got invested in the record. Like I didn't like put a new driveway in or buy a new <laughs> yeah. car with that. You know, like we invested it all in the record and started to record the record we're currently working on for next year. That's with great. It. Um, but. It gave a cushion. It's not like I had to hand that all over at one time. Yes. So, you know, throughout the course of the summer, I was, you know, ordering CDs and then ordering vinyl and, and you know, paying for advertising and stuff. So it was stretched out. So it gave us a cushion. And then in June, we were able to start going back and playing some, mm-hmm. some outdoor shows, which um, uh, until just this past week when I had to cancel everything for the rest yeah. of the year. And, and probably yeah. Not. But so it that was just so critical and it underscores the importance of developing relationships with your fans and get and having and having a way to contact them, that's which absolutely of course is, right as you know is is having emails you that's know and, right. and people people and getting an email to start is really intimidating at the beginning i don't mm-hmm. know if you remember when you first started trying to generate them i remember yeah. thinking gosh you've got 25 people signed up do right. i really need to send an email out to these 25 right. people yeah you know and the, and the answer is absolutely yes yeah because you know, you're you building relationships to... so you're building relationships yeah. with those people absolutely. that is really it's, it's wonderful you know i talk a lot in my courses about the importance of building an email list because you know social media is a great thing but if facebook yeah. or instagram or something changes their algorithms those people might not see you anymore you know they right. might not see they what do. you're posting yeah, which they do all the time. Yeah, I which mean, they do all the things time. That, things that worked on Facebook three years ago don't work as well. That's anymore. right. You remember like back in the days when you could just, you could post an event about something and you could tag 100 people? Right, right. <laughs> no know, more. There's people that still do that. It's like that. Facebook figured that out really quickly. That's right. You know, like that That's right. Working. That's right. So that email list allows you to reach out to those people who are your fans, your clients, right. whatever. And it's, it's, uh, it's fantastic. So that, that's, that's really important. Absolutely. So, well, this, you know, I'm, I'm so, you know, I'm so happy to hear from you because, you know, so often performers just don't know how to approach their business at all. And I'm always yeah. harping on this email list thing on, because this is something that you actually own. And right. it becomes the most asset, important asset to your business to be able to right. reach out to your uh, to your followers. So, so that is that's great. So, how do you plan to move forward now through this, the rest of the year with all of your stuff being canceled? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, and yeah. we're we're thinking about some different things. Um, yeah, because because I did make 
like I said, I made the decision to cancel the rest of the shows. I talked to a, a yeah. friend of mine, close friend who's an emergency doctor here yeah. in Illinois uh, mm-hmm. a few nights ago because we'd been playing some in, some shows and even some indoor shows. And large, by and large, you know, a lot of these bars and, and venues that were remaining open and insisting on remaining open just weren't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... They're not taking all the precautions. Yeah. yeah. And, I've, and, I've, and I've been pretty big since since this all started on emphasizing personal responsibility. Like, you know, if, mm-hmm. if, if you're, if you personally are willing to take the risk to go out and get sick and come to a show, then, you know, yeah. who am I to say you can't do that? Right. But my, my the, the threshold for me has always been if the hospitals do actually fill up right. and people don't have a place to get care, right. that's where it becomes for me a real yes. ethical dilemma. Absolutely. Um, and I talked to uh, the d- doctor about that uh, Tuesday night, I think. And, you know, he expressed to me that here in the Midwest, it's truly getting to yeah. serious, serious point in the hospitals on yes. the ground. Yeah. Um, and so we decided we needed to go ahead and take the step mm-hmm. to cancel the rest of our shows. Mm-hmm. And, and who knows how it'll be even, you yeah. know, once the new year starts, we're yeah. going to take that. Yeah, as, as it, comes. it comes. Yeah, that's all you can do. Well, that's all you can do. Yeah. But yeah. uh, I don't know. You know, we of course, we, we just came out with a whole new line of merchandise. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is great. Which, so you can sell which, that. Yeah. So so that's a little boost right out of the top. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you've kind of got that core group of people who they're going to buy something. If you come out with yes. some new stuff, they're going to buy something pretty that's much right. every time. That's you know? right. That's right. That's great. That's great. So tell me how you came up with the the idea of the Black Dirt Country Rock Band. You know, I mean, tell us about sure. that. What exactly is that? Uh, well, first of all, as you know, like branding is really important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, since the business savvy podcast, I want to emphasize that, like, just developing your own niche. Yeah. Um, is important mm-hmm. and sticking to that and kind of running everything you do through that lens. Mm-hmm. And I think where that particular branding decision came, came into play is I, I grew up, or I say grew up really once I started getting the music into my early twenties and late teens, mm-hmm. some of the people I was listening to were guys out of Texas, like Pat Green and reckless Kelly and bands like that, who typically called red dirt, mm-hmm, uh, red mm-hmm. dirt music, you know? Yeah. And it's like this, and it's like a country rock. A lot of it's like, the, at least the, the variations of it I liked were country rock, um, Southern rock influence mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. And, and I, so I really kind of borrowed or stole that concept. And mm-hmm. since I'm from, of course, down in Oklahoma and Texas where that movement was born, they have red dirt down right. there. I'm from the Midwest. Yeah. And we got black dirt around here. In the middle of, of farm country and yeah. it's, it's black dirt. Yeah. So, yeah. so I just kind of took that. I just kind of just twisted what they were doing a little bit into my own context. And, That's fantastic. And we just kind of ran with that. Yeah. That is fantastic. Well, we are going to post some of your things in our show notes, some of your music, your website, yeah. and all of those things where people can hear more about you, learn more about you, because you're just you're doing a fantastic job. Um, Thank you. Yeah, your music is great. Um, you know, as I said, you're a nice guy, and that reads, and that. But really, you know, that's important. People want to be able to trust you and like you, and and feel that your values are like theirs. You know, yeah. it's it's um it's important. So. Fantastic. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, Joe, thank you so much for being with us today. We've enjoyed having you here. Well, thank you. I'm I'm so glad. It's good to see you. It's been a couple of years. It's good to see you, and I'm glad things are going well overall for you. Um, 
Yeah. And I we, wish we, you much. And we're, yeah, and we're hopeful about what's going to come out in 2021. Yeah. You know, we're going to do a new record. Um, Good. We're thinking about you know building a building a a, a, um, a fan club and Good. maybe doing another crowdfund campaign to get this next record off the ground. Because who knows how long we're going to be off for? Yeah. It. So there's, yeah. There's a lot, and, and I'm and we've got I'm, I'm writing new songs and we're excited about yeah. it regardless of what regardless yeah. of all this. Just, all right. you can really do is stay positive and remain hopeful. So. That's right, and and be grateful for what you have. You know, Absolutely. And yeah. that, that is so important. And just keep moving forward one foot in front of the other. Well, thank Absolutely. you so much, Joe. It's great to see you. Yeah. Great to talk with you. Wishing you much, much continued success. And uh, we will be in touch soon. Sounds great. Thank All you right. so much. Girl. All right, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> the Business Savvy Singer Podcast is brought to you by the private music studio.net, Eternal Wolf Music and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer.